gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. Happy Thirsty Thursday to everybody out there. We always celebrate Thirsty Thursday on the station, regardless of what show has it. Uh, I think it already went through. The uh, the happy hour got the Thirsty Thursday. Nate uh, had a, a sip or two, so maybe we can ask him about uh, how he's feeling. Maybe a little bit buzzed. I'm, a, as, as Kevin said last week, a cheap date, so I don't need too much to get me going. Um, and uh, so I was a little bit buzzed even after last week, but... Uh, uh, it's always fun, and, and 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 obviously it was on today. It was for Nick's birthday, um, and uh, it seems to be a lot of people's birthday around here recently. Um, Nate, how was uh, how was Thirsty Thursday? It was pretty good. Uh, Kevin brought in a red wine, which I'm not normally a big fan of, but again, I'm assuming that's probably why it's his job because he's pretty good at recommending oh, yeah. uh, a quality wine. So every single time he's brought in a red wine, I've enjoyed it, and then he brought in a, a lager, a local lager too, and I love lagers. Lagers, ales, any any kind of beer, honestly. Like I, I, wine's just not my thing. But you could put any type of beer in front of me, and I'll probably enjoy it. Do you literally like beer, water, like light beer? I do. Even yeah, I do. yeah. Not like I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty natty light out. Like yeah. natty lighted out. I mean, I drink a lot of it in college because we don't drink as much bush in Virginia. I don't know right. what it is here, but you guys have bush light on tap. I ne- I swear to you, I had never seen that before in my life. Until I'm sure I got it's to yeah, regional, depending on which. I don't know, and I don't know. Else. I mean, again, bush light, natural light, it's all the same thing. But I like any type of beer, light beer. But I did try the um, what are they called? The Bud Light Next, the Zero Carb. I don't know if you oh, see yeah, the commercials no. for them. They're awful. Are they? <laughs> I mean, I'll probably keep drinking them because they're no carbs. They, they're healthy. Yeah, well, they're not. Yeah, taste I mean, good, I mean, yeah. for a beer, it's about as. I don't know, nutritionally efficient. I don't even know if that's the word that I use here. <laughs> but for lack of better word, it's the best beer that you can probably get, nutrition-wise. I, yeah. I saw this, that Wisconsin is considering alcoholic athletic events. When I read that, I go, Are, Wisconsin? Why, wouldn't they already be drinking? <laughs> I would yeah, assume, assume out of any anywhere, Wisconsin, <laughs> Milwaukee, and all that stuff. I thought, I mean, again... You guys know better than I do. I thought the entire Big Ten you weren't allowed to have alcohol. Oh, no. I think there's like eight teams now that serve alcohol. Maybe seven. So it's by school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's by choice. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Do they serve alcohol at uh, Virginia Tech games? They just recently started doing it. my fifth year, maybe it was my fifth year, my sixth year during. COVID. Year. <laughs> yeah, but I went to a game. I went to a game this past year, the Notre Dame game, which they nice. got screwed. By the That's way, they cool should game, they yeah. should have won, but they completely blew it in Virginia Tech fashion. I mean, you could say in Nebraska fashion too. But, yeah, uh, they completely blew it. But that game, I did. I did get beers. Oh, nice! And it was great. So it was there, awesome. Yeah. It was again. I think it's fine. I understand both sides of the argument, but from a financial perspective, and you know, people just having a good time. I'm, I'm, I'm all for the beer. <laughs> Sorry, I can't see anything except for a hand petting something because there's, a, <laughs> there's like a, there's a sign over here, and all I can see is a hand appearing to be petting something. I'm assuming somebody's head. Do you wear contacts? No, I don't think it's the same person's hand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was freaking me out there. Yeah. Like, uh, 
yeah, I don't know what's going on behind you, but something weird. Uh, anyway, uh, this is radio, so we shouldn't be talking about what you know <laughs> what, what we can see. Instead, we'll we'll talk about uh, things that you guys can kind of follow along with, uh, which is of course Fred Hoiberg. What do you think about the latest about you want to fire Fred Hoiberg today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm oh. still neutral, but I, what do you think? I'm going to change my mind every day. Is that? Oh what yeah, you're well, come well to? yeah. I mean, we're just going to talk about. Well, yesterday we talked about Fred Hoiberg the whole hour, so I figured <laughs> maybe we can get that going again. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, I feel like we just talk in circles, but it's an ongoing discussion, and I feel like you can at this point change your mind every day. Yeah. If they if they win another conference game, I'm right back on board, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's run it back another year at this point, right? I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's day by day. It's game by game. I, I, Is it? I, don't, I think most people are probably have, have made up their mind one way or the other. Um, I think that it, what could happen though is is an you know, Iowa victory would certainly um, at least have some sort of don't feel good leaving. The, don't well, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just right. saying it's a possibility. <laughs> They're going to play the, the game tomorrow, <laughs> um, and uh, you know I think that that I don't think that that would even like you're saying maybe that gets you going. It's, it's the best win for Hoiberg if they get it, but I don't know if yeah. that necessarily tells you where your program's going. I think. Iowa uh, is in. We saw this in the last matchup. Plays at least a style that Nebraska wants to play. The push pace, you know, not mm-hmm. not having, um, you know, big men in the paint that are going right. to get in the way of that. Lots of lots of lots of but shots. They got shooters. Points, they got shooters. But they have the personnel to yeah. do it. Um, which I don't know if that's better or worse than just playing up against a you know slow methodical Big Ten team with a big that can back you right. down and, and score all the points in the paint. Obviously, against in Iowa City, it was worse. Right. <laughs> well, this is what I do, and I don't. Tell me if you do the same thing. Each hour that it gets closer and closer to game time, I start convincing myself that a miracle is going to happen. I do it with Virginia Tech. I do it with the Indiana Pacers, which is foolish. I do it with the Colts. I do it every single team that I like. As it gets closer and closer to game time, I convince myself they're going to do it. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. who yeah. they're playing, but I <laughs> always do it. I mean, you could have. Nebraska, whoever they play in the first round, I don't even know what's going to end up being. Maryland or IU, I don't know. I'll convince, I guarantee I will come on this show probably the day of and say they're going to win. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I just I just get excited closer to game time than like 10 minutes go by to start the game. We reach the uh, first four-minute warning, the 16-minute warning or whatever. All right, now it's over. All I need is like the slightest bit of hope, and yes, I'll do it. Like the slightest, like, like, possibility and I, I'll even break it down I usually just even break it down to like well they have 11 guys we have 11 guys I, you know I, <laughs> as simplistic as you could possibly yeah. make it but uh but for this team I just don't think I'm gonna get there I mean it, it, especially after watching the last game in Iowa City like right. ah that looks like a mismatch I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I, I convinced myself I convinced myself every single game it's just the fan in me I, I don't know and I, I know we're we shouldn't be as much of fans, but I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to be, right? Yeah, you for the ex- own team. You get excited. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a here's a question. Texter says, "True or false? Bryce McGowan end up, ends up with more Big Ten Freshman of the Week awards than the team gets total wins." Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'd say true to that. I don't know if I'd put my money on it, but I'd say true. Which is kind of a win in of its, in and of itself, right? I mean, for Bryce at least. I. So <laughs> let me ask you this: So if he wins Big Ten Freshman of the Year, which by all indications he will. Does that get him first, second, or third team all Big Ten? I don't even know. I mean, as bad as Nebraska's yeah. been, can you possibly validate someone on this team being an all Big Ten selection? It would definitely be third team. I mean, because the first team is just full of, full of all Americans. I mean, right. I mean the Big right. Ten's going to probably take three out of the five all American right. slots, I would think, uh, this upcoming, um, this when the, when the announcement's made. Um, 
so it's it's a, it's tough. I mean, especially at the top. But no, I think I think especially when you get into that, it's more like team award. How much did you help? You at least have to get a big victory. I don't think there's enough. No, I don't think honorable so. mention. I feel like oh is yeah, realistic. But absolutely. I, I mean. Half the damn league gets honorable mention at this point. So Usually. Know, is, what is <laughs> hey, we say? take pride in those know. at Nebraska. <laughs> is, is that right? You no, get honorable not, mention. Hang a really. banner for it. <laughs> yeah. Hang a banner. I don't know, man. I mean, again, we we can talk about this it, as long as we want to, and obviously we will keep talking about this, but I, I've reached the point at this point, like, it's so exhausting. Does it even matter anymore? And I know that's such a terrible way to look <laughs> at it. It is. But I've been – I mean – I've been in Nebraska for about a year now. I, this is my first Nebraska basketball season. Yeah. And I came on this radio station when it was before they had lost, I don't know, four or five of their games. So it was bad, but it hadn't gotten to this point. I said, you yeah. know what? Maybe Nebraska will pull something out. It's really not that bad. But it's exhausting, man. And we heard – I don't remember what his name was. I think it was Josh yesterday. I mean, fans are exhausted. Like, this is exhausting. When you come from a football season where you win three games and then you immediately jump into Big Ten play for the basketball team and you win one game and that's probably going to be the final result at the end of the season, <laughs> barring a miracle against, right. like, Penn State, I, this is what you get. And it's it's exhausting. And I, I honestly feel for Husker fans because there have been people like you, I mean, like, the majority of this station that have been lifelong Husker fans. And it's just a constant cycle. So I... I'm exhausted. I can't even imagine what you're where you're coming from at this point. Well, it's sad. It, again, it, to to avoid pain, you kind of just go toward apathy instead, and that's where I think most of the fan base is. Uh, again, when we do the post game shows, there are frustrations, um, and you know that's usually the time to do it right after the game. And it is funny. I, I do go through the cycle. At least I was. Now I'm kind of more on the side of God. This is getting so ugly. We got to <laughs> do something. Um, but I used to go through the cycle of like right after the game, I'm all yeah, get rid of Hoiberg. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think about it for a few days and be like I was too emotional you know what I, I see some things <laughs> <Keep> yeah yeah <laughs> I can still see it playing out um now it's it but it, you know it's just it's kind of like the big picture perspective and there's no bigger picture than three straight years of 20 lost seasons and now one in 15 in league play um it, it it's it's sad it's sad to say like like what you said is that there's not not much to to be done about it now maybe they can get one more victory but it's it's hard to imagine two of them when you've only had one this far right. through and then at the end of the day what does three big 10 victories do it certainly doesn't get you out of the cellar the next worst team no. in the big 10 has four victories um it's 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 it so it, it's just it's frustrating and, and for those guys i know it's frustrating they had their press conference today um they are looking forward to senior day you know a lot of those guys are going to walk obviously yeah. alonzo verge um it's it's his last year uh kobe webster's last year for you know for the prominent guys that are playing trevor lakes who was injured i think it's his last year he's not going to get another one and then there's that other group that's going to have the decision to make on you know the extra covid year if they want to stick around um but it, it's it's so strange. I don't even know how to gauge the feeling because, again, like Kobe's the closest thing I guess you have to a player that's been there and kind of fought through it, but that's senior. two years. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's the closest thing they're going to have uh, for senior night. Alonzo's like a complete rental. Um, but <laughs> – and and again, this has kind of a rocky situation with the fan base. I don't know, you know, it, um, so it's just kind of weird. And then you don't know who else is leaving, whether it's those 
Um, those kids are going to have the decision on their COVID year or Bryce is going to have his own decision. Mm -hmm. NFL scouts or NBA. Well, NFL scouts can show up too, but I'm not sure how many <laughs> of them. NBA scouts are going to be there um, because Keegan Murray and Bryce McGowan, I mean, that's a good game to go to. Those are two mm -hmm. potential first rounders. Yeah. Keegan Murray certainly more of a lottery selection type and, uh, and Bryce, you know, near the back end. But, um, uh, you know, so there's that level of interest there. And, and I, I, you wonder how that – affects the game you know it's it's reported people know that it's going to happen so does you know is, is Bryce going to try to take on that matchup a little bit more or is Keegan Murray going to go off for almost 30 like he did the last right. first half right. uh, and, and certainly so did you know impress those guys so um, at least there's some storylines I think for this I always I, I like the Iowa games again because it, it it it's it's to me it's the closest geographically in the big 10 to you it's your kind of your rival um so you just kind of and they're, and they're not overwhelming as far as a basketball or football tradition or really you know they have wrestling but um really anything yeah. for their for their university so it's like anything they could do we should be able to do but yeah. yet in the last couple of years they have luca garza and keegan murray and caitlin clark and Absolutely. tyler lindenbaum and it, it, it list the list just seems on, to go yeah. on and on you just go man those guys would be the less the best player in their sport at Nebraska in the last 10 years. Can yeah. we get any of these guys yeah. or gals? Well, let me ask you this question because I know we had discussed this or I've discussed this with people during the football season. I know it's a completely different comparison when it comes to coaching football and basketball because of the coaching carousel in football, you have to pull the trigger quickly. You don't have much of a choice. I mean, we watched Brian Kelly for crying out loud jump ship to LSU before Notre Dame even played in, what was it, the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to a New Year's Six Bowl, and you have Brian Kelly jumping already. It, Coach O, I mean, he said six weeks into the season that he wasn't going to be at LSU anymore. I mean, they jumped so quickly. Are we at the point now, I know college basketball is a little bit different. It happens very rarely. Are we at the point where you give Hoiberg another year, and you're halfway through the Big Ten season next year, and you start out 0-7, 0-8, whatever it was this year, do you fire him midseason? Does that get you any type of benefit? Because I know, again, in football, I mean, Virginia Tech did it. It was after week 10, Justin Fuente was gone. They were already on the yeah. search for another coach. I mean, that's just kind of the landscape of college football right now, and I don't know who ended up starting that. I, I, it's a trickle-down effect because it's been happening more and more recently, but – is that even yeah, when in the Clay Helton get one game this last I year? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you're already <laughs> you have even, an interim coach. I still don't understand that one. Like, if you, if you're that close to firing your guy, why? That on, why would opening you do week that? victory, the opening week loss is going to do it. Then, but that's what the, don't these teams are doing. Yeah, I some mean, of them do. Mike Riley got do. fired. Exactly. Well, his athletic director got fired. They kept it, him around. But there. that's just kind of how it's been working in football. And I don't know if there's some type of domino that has to fall for that to happen in basketball. But is that a possibility next season? Because that's something we haven't even talked about. Yeah. It's been either you keep him next year or you don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we reached the situation where we're halfway through the Big Ten schedule, Hoiberg started 0-8, and, and then you dump him. <laughs> I mean, is that a Maybe. is that a realistic possibility? I, don't I mean, know. if they did start on, I mean, I don't know if there's any benefit to it other than to just, I mean, things would be. I don't even know how to to imagine the level of toxicity if we're already like you're already at rock bottom. I mean, if 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 it can somehow go the, 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 below that, I mean, that's kind of what you're describing there. Um, I just can't imagine. That's why I I just I'm, the the more I think about it. it, it it just all goes back to the money, ultimately, so it doesn't it really always matter. Will. It always Yeah, will, yes. but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me to move off of him. But if the money's not there, he can negotiate a lesser buyout. I also can understand, okay, he's, he, 
He's certainly not working here so far. They're going to need to change things. Without a doubt, changes will come on the bench uh, and around the program. Absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, maybe as far as, a, you know, one of the best prospects that you've had at the head coaching position in quite some time or probably ever, um, maybe he's worth another year or another year of, you know, extending that lease, extending the patience. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's just sad. So, like, I mean, you said this yesterday, you know, we're kind of thinking about senior day. It might be Hoiberg's last game. And, it very well could be. And I hope people show up and clap and, and cheer and at least Ooh, let the team know no. that um, – there's support despite the fact that they they went there. I don't think this is the statement game where, you know, it's the last game of the season. You know, if you would have done the whole walkout or something like that, should have done yeah. it before now. Um, I don't know if it'll happen either, but I, I, I also wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of Iowa fans there. You know, that's a, not the longest drive. And, yeah. I mean, they just had the Luca Garza ceremony the, the previous night at, at Iowa, so they'd have to be really, really into Iowa basketball to, to make the drive. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, sometimes you'd see that from Big 12 opponents. It's less less likely to see in the Big 10 just because it I mean, Nebraska would do it. Are you kidding me? If Nebraska was a ranked basketball team, I would not be shocked at all if fans traveled all across the Big Ten. It wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I honestly would probably predict more likely than not you would have a tenth of the crowd, Husker fans, if they were ranked. When was the last yeah. time Nebraska basketball was even ranked? It's been a few years. Like I said, it's been within Jordan Bohannon's career. <laughs> because which, that's him and, crazy. Which is a long time. Six or seven years or whatever he's on now. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it. I mean, with uh, – with Miles' final year, I believe, is they might have even dipped into the rankings, or the year before that especially they were in there, um, when they didn't make the tournament despite only four Big Ten losses, which is still really? a Yeah, Were um, they the first team out or something? Were they were number one seed in the Yeah, NFC? they were the number one teams out of it. Um, it was really weird. The Big Ten just had a really down year. And even by the end, I remember being on you know the radio station. They lost. They like had this prove it game basically against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. At that time, we thought Michigan's a ho hum big you know Big Ten team. The Big Ten's down, you know all that. Right. Um, and Michigan beat them by quite by quite a margin. And we, I, myself included, a lot of us came in like I I don't think they really deserve to go despite only having four it. losses because yeah. the Big Ten was so bad. Yeah. Michigan went on to go to the NCAA championship game. Um, what was that when they had Trey Burke? No, this was a little bit later. Michigan's had a few uh, appearances, haven't they? Yeah. This was the the Mo Wagner. Uh, Mo group. Wagner, oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I made money off that tournament too. Oh I like that one. Did you? I, yeah, I did. Pick, I picked Michigan and Villanova in the end. Really? Yeah, that, nice. Not because I'm some Tarford Nostradamus. Just some once in a while, it turns <laughs> out to be right. But I got some money out of it. There so. you go. Yeah, and you see, Franz is third in rookie of the year voting something like that. yeah was top five i was like yeah good for him because i didn't think he would amount to anything well it's crazy because he left after one year mo's barely in the league anymore is he with the lakers he he was he got drafted by them and then he's been traded around the the celtics tried him out for like two games they're like hey, you're done get him out of here. was he back to the g league uh i think, I think he's still just kind of a piece in any trade that yeah. needs to happen to match salary yeah. but yeah i mean he's probably headed that way but he was a great college player yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I don't even know what made me think of that, but I just, off the top of my head, I'm like, in college football, it's happening so yeah. regularly now. I mean, I guess that could be a possibility. It doesn't seem to be the case in basketball. No. Though, because there are, there's a lot of guys, and maybe it's the, stru the structure of the buyout. Again, I, I keep going back to Tom Crane's, like, $3.5 million buyout, but it's significantly more until, um, I think it's, it might be Mar middle March or April 5th or something like that. So I think some of these contracts might be structured to, if you're going to fire me, wait till after the you season, the season. Um, type of thing. And, uh, you know, like 
Patrick Ewing. I mean, he, this, the writing has to be on the wall for him too. I mean, he, I don't think they've won a conference game in the Big East, and they've had they've really struggled. Really, over the last, well, they you know, made the tournament. Tenure. What was it last year? Did they? Yeah, I remember them they, going on a little made, bit of a run to no, barely No, because get they in. were. I think they had a losing record in the Big East, and then ended up winning the Big East tournament. It, maybe they had a losing record across the entire season. Went to the Big East tournament, won the Big East tournament, and then I think they ended up in the Sweet Sixteen or something like that. Did they really? Yes, I I, I swear to you. I Go promise on a you. Run, George. You look up Georgetown basketball. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm just looking up uh, Patrick Ewing's run. That might have been a while ago. The only uh, the only thing they've There's done no under was that long. Patrick Ewing is get to the round of 64 in 2020, 2021. Maybe that was it. Maybe they didn't do it that long. I. I'm telling you, they they went on I don't know some how type they, of they must have won the Big East tournament, is what I think you're. They remembering. did, they did, yeah. they won the Big East tournament. I'm pretty sure with a losing record. Yeah, because they, they went on some type of. They run. ended up being 13 and 13 that year and getting to the round of 64, which that was it. Without winning that the tournament, you wouldn't have got in. Yep. But other than that, they've been awful. 15 and 17, 19 and 14, and 15 and 15 for his other years, and then this year, like I said, six and 20 and 0 of 15. Like, I, I don't know. I just always expected Patrick Ewing to do okay there at Georgetown. I mean, Seemed to make sense think, to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's kind of like their Scott Frost, I guess. Oh, yeah. Georgetown, yeah, I don't even is. know if they have a football team. I mean, do they? Not uh, not and major I, football At least team. it's not know. relevant. So, yeah. I mean, that's basically your Scott Frost is Patrick Ewing. So, this has always been my argument with that, which I've always made. And this is the argument why I said Shane Beamer will never coach at Virginia Tech. And it's if you bring a guy like that in, very similar to Scott Frost, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, they have history there. They're, they walk on campus, and everyone knows who they are. Everyone loves them. Everyone adores them. You fire someone like that, it's a dark day on campus. Yeah. And that leaves a stain on your program. No matter which way you look at it, if, you, if Scott Frost has another unsuccessful season, they decide they want to move on from him, it doesn't matter if everyone's in agreement. That's a dark day in Lincoln. Yeah, it will be. No matter which way you look at it. And that's where, I mean, when he was hired, a lot of people fell into that camp of, if he can't do it, nobody can. And that's a, don't don't get into that mind process. Yeah, I don't know about that. Nobody is at that level, I don't think, you know, even like, because the things work out differently at different places. Like, should the Dolphins have quit? Like, knowing now what they know when, when Saban didn't work out? Like. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Or, you know, since their history hasn't gone too well since then, maybe yes. Right. But, <laughs> but I just... I've always thought about that perspective is when you hire a guy like that, you're in it for the long run whether you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, again, like, Scott Scott Frost is Nebraska. I mean, the, I mean, if you look at the history of Nebraska, it starts and ends with Scott Frost. I mean, obviously there are other players, too, that you're going to throw into that conversation, but... He's one of the guys, and now he's your head football coach, and you're going to tell him, sorry, you're done. That's just tough to do, and I don't know. I, that's another reason why I don't think they'd ever do it. Well, they're going to have to Will they? I don't know. <laughs> Will they? You don't think they'll ever that's fire terrible. Scott Frost? And that's terrible, and that's why Virginia Tech can't hire Shane Beamer. What are you going to tell Frank Beamer? The only thing you've ever had in your program, you're going to tell his son, sorry, you're done. Go kick rocks. At some point when the record... You can't! Yes, you can't! You can. you can't! At some point, these guys aren't stupid. They can see the record. They can understand this is too much. I don't care what I've sad. done in the past. It's just sad. Bring me back for the 97 championship reunions, but I, I'm not <laughs> but the guy. But it's not going to come. No. <laughs> I'm the guy. Like, screw you guys. Yeah. I don't come into so. this. I always thought that you there's, regardless of whether, I think that there should be a possibility we fire Frost 
He owes and has success, and 15 years down the line, maybe we bring him back. <laughs> what? <laughs> we should have a nice uh, uh, party. And then course. a reunion. Yes. Uh, we'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligan's Water in just a second.